A lot of people, you know, want to sell their products or services for their business, but they, you know, they, they run paid ads and it, it's very expensive and they're always looking for, you know, what can we do? So creating content on YouTube is, in my opinion, the best organic content marketing strategy that any business can have. The following podcast is brought to you by Thrive. Manage, run, and grow your business all from one dashboard using one login. Small business runs better on Thrive. Hey, hey, this is Gordon Henry at Winning on Main Street. We've all seen videos on YouTube. It's the world's number two search engine after Google. But how do you get your business on YouTube to take advantage of the site's enormous reach? This week, we're talking all things YouTube with a video and YouTube expert, Augie Johnston. Welcome, Augie. Hey, thanks for having me. Nice to meet you. Can't wait to talk about YouTube and business. Yeah. So quick background on Augie. Uh, interesting. Augie is a 36-year-old expert on YouTube content creation, a former professional basketball player turned entrepreneur. He's currently making waves in the video and editing industry as a result of his promising startup called VidChops. VidChops is the brainchild of Augie, assists video creators, influencers, digital marketers by carrying out the hard work of editing their videos, allows them to focus more on the content side of their productions to help them create more videos, better videos for their channel or brand. Augie works with full-time YouTubers, online personalities, thought leaders, and anyone that creates online videos for their businesses. What should you, our listeners, get out of this episode? You know, we all need to think about social media and having a presence on YouTube and other places uh, that can help bring your brand and your company to life online. Augie can show you how. So Augie, excited to meet you. Let's dive in. First, just tell us a little bit about your very interesting background and how you got here. Yeah, sure. Uh, so after college, I played basketball at a small college. I decided to go and uh, play basketball in Europe. Yes, you, you read it. It said professionally, but more like semi-professionally, I guess, is kind of the caveat because I wasn't making a ton of money. So uh, all I knew is that I wanted to continue playing basketball. I didn't know how long I'd be able to do it because I was getting paid, you know, $1,000, $2,000, $3,000 a month by the end of my journey, but it was a seven year journey of playing over there. So one day I did do that Google search, how to make money online that a lot of people have done. Uh, so that was step one that took me down a journey. I tried a million things and eventually in about uh, maybe 2000, well, it was 2009 or 2010. I started my first YouTube channel. Didn't work out. I took a break and then relaunched it uh, in 2011, 2012. Um, and so I became a content creator. This is a long time ago. I was creating basketball training tutorials, trying to figure out how to make money online, learning how to create online businesses, um, release the course. No one came. Uh, eventually figured out how to use YouTube to get traffic to my course. Uh, and I grew that business. And that was a fun business to grow because I kind of positioned myself as a basketball trainer. Uh, so when I was done playing, I did that for a couple of years. Uh, as a professional basketball trainer and flew around, did some camps in other countries, did stuff locally. Um, but yeah, so it took me about four years and I grew my YouTube channel to about 200,000 subscribers. Uh, I created 11 different products that we sold to my YouTube audience. Um, and that was kind of my introduction to entrepreneurship. Uh, throughout that whole process, I don't want to keep this going too long, but throughout the whole process, I, I felt the pain point of video editing and all just the hard stuff that it comes with being a content creator. So that's when I came up with the idea uh, for VidChops, which is a productized video editing service where we can edit your videos. So uh, that's kind of my journey. 
Okay. So tell us a little bit about VidShops. First of all, um, who is your kind of ideal client profile? Who do you who who typically comes to you to to avail themselves of your service? Yeah, so it's uh, content creators, but more specifically, I would say it's more kind of in the coaches, consultants, thought leader space. Um, a lot of people, you know, want to sell their products or services for their business, but they, you know, they they run paid ads and it, it's very expensive and they're always looking for, you know, what can we do? So, um, you know, creating content on YouTube is, in my opinion, the best organic content marketing strategy that any business can have. Right. So do you uh, help out um, uh, sort of what I call local businesses, like uh, businesses that just operate in a single or maybe two markets, you know, a plumber, a roofer, uh, maybe a mechanic, you know, sort of everyday businesses? Do you help them as well? Uh, we do. We have had even like a fence company as a client where... Mm -hmm. Um, you know, they had the face of the company, it was his business, and he would create content about building fences and stuff. But to be honest, it's mostly not in that ballpark. It's mostly people selling e-commerce, right? So selling online. Um, because I mean, the marketing funnel just is set up better for an online business, I would say. Um, but that we have had some like local businesses, but we're talking about online stores. Online stores and, and e-commerce, that type of thing. So yeah, software, anything like that. So let's say somebody comes in who's running the type of client you just described. Um, what do you do for them? What do you tell them? What's, what's, the, what's the process you take them through? Yeah, so uh, our company basically has, it has a lot of parts to it, like as far as helping them, um, you know, get on calls and teach them about how to come up with great video topics and how to actually grow on YouTube and stuff. But really when it all boils down to it, we allow you to upload your footage to us uh, complete a short form to give us some information about that pro uh, project. We edit it and get it back to you in two days. You review it. If you need a revision, it takes one day. Um, otherwise, uh, we just turn that, you mark that thing as done and we start working on the next one uh, in your queue. So just like so many of these other, um, it's a productized service, right? There's so many out there now. Um, we work on like one project at a time. We finish it up, get it all finalized and then work on the next one. Okay, so you're doing the editing, it sounds like. Are you also helping them uh, either get noticed online or get clicks online or monetize whatever their video is online or do do any any of that for them? So we do have a community where, like I said, we can get on calls with them and help them come up with um, topics and stuff because um, the truth of the matter is, is if you want to grow on YouTube, you have to kind of understand the YouTube game. If you don't understand it at all and you are just publishing videos blindly, then you will never see an ROI on that. So we do have a community with um, like a weekly call as well as, you know, help and support inside there. But like I said, when it's boiled down to it, the the, the biggest value we offer is the editing. Also, we do offer um, some graphic design because a huge part of triggering the YouTube algorithm and getting the YouTube algorithm to show your video to more people and get you more views automatically. A huge part of that is what's called a click through rate, right? So how, what percentage of people that are seeing your little video pop up right there on their phone or on their home screen, what percentage of people are clicking on that? If it's really low, then that tells the algorithm that it's not a, a video that people are interested in. It's not going to rack up any views and it's never going to see the light of day. If it's getting clicked on at a high rate, then it tells the algorithm, hey, people are interested in this. Um, and then there's other factors like how long people are watching the video and that to um, you know, determine whether that video will succeed or not. And 
when I say succeed and when I say the algorithm promoting you out, that's exactly what happens. When you open up your YouTube homepage, you're getting recommended a bunch of videos that the algorithm thinks you'll be, you'll click on. They're hoping they're testing. Same with you open the app on your phone, right? And that is the algorithm promoting you out. That's why you can have 1000 subscribers and all of a sudden one of your videos gets a million views because you hit the KPIs that the algorithm wants you to hit. And the first one is click through rate. So to bring it home, we also offer a service that designs that little thumbnail image for you because that's so important to the click through rate along with the title, coming up with the title for the video. Those two things are really important for click through rate as well as the topic of the video. You know, the topic matters, you know, if, you know, how to set up an email marketing campaign. That's a boring topic. Um, this email marketing campaign uh, made me $10,000. That's an interesting topic. So topic, title, thumbnail, that's for the click-through rate. Okay. So when you talked about a minute ago, you said, you know, understand the YouTube game. The YouTube game is what you're talking about there. It's all the little yeah. secrets for making sure you get clicked on and then you end up in that well, when I open up the YouTube page on my computer, it's usually the right-hand rail. I usually have the thing I looked for, and then on the right-hand side is a bunch of stuff they're trying to feed me, right? Is that, that that's what you're talking about, right? Is, is getting those videos that are promoted to people. Yeah, exactly. That right hand is when you're watching a video, you have that right hand bar. If you go to the YouTube homepage, there's no video, right? It's just all videos right there. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, they're they're recommending videos like crazy that are doing well as far as click through rate and then keeping people watching, right? It's easy for YouTube to design their algorithm because if people click on a video, watch five seconds and leave YouTube and never come back, they're going to stop promoting that video because they're not getting ad revenue off it or anything. But if people are clicking on that video, watching the whole thing, which there was four ads throughout the video. And then they're clicking on your channel and they're watching 20 more of your videos, right? A binge watching sequence. Then that's going to tell the algorithm, Hey, this first video just turned into 30 views on this, on their channel. We showed 50 ads, show that video to everybody. And then it helps with, you know, the, the experience of the user on the platform too, because you're enjoying the videos you're watching. Right. And Besides the, uh, you mentioned the title of the video, uh, the $10,000 thing. Um, what are some of the other tricks, tips that you might recommend to people to make sure their videos have a chance of succeeding on YouTube? Okay. So it's the click-through rates, the first thing. And as far as that goes, um, you're just, it's, it's, it's funny because it's all marketing, right? It's, it's, it's all, you can go back to banner ads. You can go back to anything, but the emotion that you're trying to invoke anytime you want somebody to click is just curiosity, okay? Whether you're running an ad or it's a YouTube title or a thumbnail or whatever it is, if you want somebody to click on something online on the internet, just invoke a little curiosity. So there's there's the click-through rate. Uh, from there, it's it's the, it's the average view duration or the watch time. So it, not to get too complicated, but if you have a 10-minute video, your average view duration is 50%. People watch five minutes on average. Um, so there's different like KPIs you can set on a video for that. Like you can say, I want 70% of the people that have clicked on this video to still be watching it after one minute. And if you can hit that goal, then that, that, that actually right there is a pretty good benchmark for, for most videos. Um, if after one minute, 70% are watching that video has got a great chance. Um, so those are kind of the, just really the main two things. Like there's a ton of theories and a ton of things that are, are true, I think, like, you know, likes, some comments, engagement, those things too. But when it comes down to it, 
if you've got a video that people click on and watch through, then it'll get promoted. And is there any secret to the content creation? I imagine there is. I mean, you said before you're a content creator, um, whether, you know, regardless of topic, like whether it's, I don't know, golf or uh, fixing your fence or uh, uh, how to fix an old car or something. I mean, there's ways to do it good and ways to do it not so good, right? What 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 do you suggest in terms of thinking about making the content compelling? Yeah, so it's uh, same thing. If you were to write a blog post, you would want to start with a hook. If you're going to make a video, you're going to start with a hook. And that's probably the most important part of keeping somebody watching. Um, but, you know, I heard someone say it like this. You know, when you're creating a piece of content, you're trying to hook. You're trying to retain them. And then you need, at the end, you need to reward them. Mm -hmm. So hook, retain, reward. It's Alex Ramosi in his, his new book. Um, it, it's great because that's exactly what it is. Because when I click on a video, I want to get hooked, hooked at the beginning. Throughout the video, I'm kind of, it's a build up, build up, build up, right? So it's keeping me, it's retaining me. And then at the end, I get the reward where I get satisfied and say, oh, wow, that's, a, that's what happened at the end of the video, right? So hooks, an interesting hook is a great way. And then for me, I think... The, what I like to rec recommend is storytelling because storytelling is just human nature. You're going to want to stick around. If it's a good story, you'll wait. That'll retain you. Um, but what most YouTube content is, is lists. It's very listicle, right? So when I help people script their videos, I'll say, all right, you got your topic, your title, your idea for your thumbnail. Give me three bullet points. One, two, three. Okay, now give me three bullet points under each bullet point one, two, three. So now you have like, you know, nine pieces of content right there that creates one whole video, which uh, is more of like a listicle type. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. And so, and so VidChops, when people come to you, you walk them through this process and they're creating the content using your guidelines and then you do some editing. So the video ends up as something that you think is going to be successful because the client developed it in kind of in tune with what your recommendation is, right? Yeah, we have, like I said, inside the uh, community, there's an entire course that they go through, our clients okay. go through, um, as well as um, the calls, the, the calls we do like workshops to come up with um, good topics, because I think that's probably the one thing that most people miss is they think I got to come up with a good title or a good thumbnail, but it's really the topic that I think makes the video so interesting and it takes a little bit of creativity to get the topic there but um that'll make a big difference okay cool so um what is this cost a client by the way when they come to VidChops, what's what is the fee yeah so we edit uh four videos a month it's a subscription base uh for 4.95 a month uh we have plans that are eight to ten videos a month and that's uh 990 $995 a month um, and then we have the add-on service, which is the thumbnails, the titles, the tags. It's, the add-on service basically just makes it done for you. We'll do, we'll upload it to YouTube, to your YouTube channel. We'll create that thumbnail, title, tags, description, end card. There's a lot of optimization stuff that you got to do. Um, and yeah, that's basically our service. Have you had some big hits, some, you know, videos that have gone, you know, viral, uh, gotten millions and millions of views, that kind of thing? Yeah, our, our best case study um, is a doctor who was a, a practicing doctor. And then eventually she released um, a brand through her YouTube channel. She came to us, she, we, she said, this is a few years ago, but when she came to us, she said, I want to do 20 videos a month. 
So we, she literally went from four videos a month to 20 videos a month. And we just took care of everything for her. And she grew her channel to, I think she was doing like 55,000 views a month. And then after just nine months of 20 videos a month, she was like 2.5 million views a month. So that was pretty cool to see. And, and her whole brand just exploded her. She released a, a whole skincare line and all kinds of stuff. So. Wow. Impre impressive. Yeah. 20 no, videos a month is hard. Yeah. What about the monetization piece? I mean, how, how do, how does somebody like that who's doing these videos and starting to get a lot of these views and likes turn that into money? Yeah. So the, the crazy thing about YouTube is you, you totally double dip because um, you get money off the ad revenue, right? So um, YouTube keeps 55% of the money that they make off your videos, off the ads, and you get 45%. So that's really kind of the icing on the cake for a lot of people, but it is a substantial amount for a lot of people too. Um, I've seen, well, I don't want to talk about numbers, because, but I've seen some like $500,000 months just off the ads. Wow. And this is like, that's like the biggest case I ever saw, but yeah, incredible. And uh but really it's all about clicking the link, right? So that's the cool thing about YouTube is you can put links everywhere. So at the very end of your video, you have an end card and you can put an external link to your website. Uh, in the description, you can put a link. In the first comment, you can put a link. I mean, you could put like 500 links in the description. When all these other platforms, you know, Instagram, TikTok, all these ones, they you get one link in bio and that's it. Nothing else is clickable even. So, um, so that's how you do it. You, you send them to your website, to your money page. For me, with my basketball training business, I, at the end of every single video, had a call to action where I said, and hey, if you want a complete basketball workout, a ball handling, shooting, finishing, and jumping workout, then click the link in the description, head over there, enter your email. Uh, and we built our email list to over 50,000 uh, emails, all through free traffic and um, got over 100,000 clicks through that link. And the best part is like that traffic is warmer than any traffic you will ever see off any paid ad. We used to run paid ads for the basketball training business. And um, that same page would convert like 18, sometimes 20% to an email. Someone clicking the thing, landing on the page, 20% would enter their email. And with the the warm YouTube traffic was like 45, 50%, which is super high. So yeah, that's the way, you know, once they're on their email list, you can promote your products. You still have the basketball training business? Uh, it's not really active. Um, no, like I still, um, it's still all up. Like you can find all the stuff still, but no, I'm not really working on it anymore. Yeah. Mostly focused on bit shops. Yeah. Yeah. And where in Europe were you playing basketball? Uh, in Germany. I was in Germany for five years and two in Luxembourg, small country. Yeah. Exciting. Interesting. Um, so, uh, when you're when you're uh, uh, working at vid shops, uh, is are you are you spending most of your time on the videos, or are you busy building the company? Like, are you more of sort of an executive these days? Yeah, I, I'm a CEO, but um, I focus most of my time on I would say like market thirty percent marketing, thirty percent managing the team, uh, and thirty percent probably just doing visionary stuff, trying to see what's next and, and build it out. Um, we, we actually, when we started, you know, we just had everything duct taped together. Like you completed a type form, you sent it, sent an email here, blah, blah, blah. No one had visibility of anything. So eventually, you know, we were like, okay, what's the project management system we're going to use? You know, and we looked at a whole bunch of different brands. Um, but in the end I was convinced, okay, we should build our own. 
Now, I don't know if that was a, the right choice or not because it starts to get expensive, but we've built our own app that manages. It's just a client portal. It's nothing too crazy or anything, but I'm hoping someday that we can continue to you know build it out. We want to add some AI scripting in there. We want to add, uh, just continue to improve our video review tool. So we have like a timestamp commenting tool. Um, so that, that's where I spend some of my time too, is, is just thinking about the, the software. Yeah. Yeah. Next step. Sure. Um, I, I did want to ask you about speaking on camera because part of doing a video for a lot of people is speaking to the camera and many people say that the thing they're more afraid of than anything is speaking to an audience. Now, maybe speaking to a camera is not as nerve wracking as speaking to an audience, but what are your experiences with people speaking on camera? And do you do any coaching or helping people so they get more comfortable being on camera? Yeah, I mean, the, the truth is, I think there's some tips that you can use. Like a common one is double your energy. When you're on camera, you got to kind of bring it up, right? You got to kind of, you can't just be sitting at kitchen table, talk with your wife or something. You got to double your energy. Um, but the, the truth is, it's just practice. You know, like video one is going to be worse than video 20. And that's a fact. And I don't think anybody's gone the opposite way. So you just got to kind of understand that your first couple, you're not going to like, um, and then you're just going to get better. Right. Right. Just practice. Yeah. Yeah. If, if I was to say any tips on that, I would say here's, here's, here's some good tips. Okay. So if you want to record your video, do this, get your bullet points or your script. You can do it how you want on a piece of paper that's sitting in front of you that the camera can't see. Look down, just start very minimal, like one sentence or less, like very minimal. Look up at the camera, deliver the line, and then just look back down, look back up, deliver the line, and just get through it the first couple like that. And then in your editing process, you can just cut out all the mistakes. And yeah, that's not going to work for a feature film but it'll or a Netflix show, but it'll work for YouTube content. That's the good part about YouTube, right? It, it's not really professional yet. Like that's accepted on YouTube, right? We all know, we all see those videos that have like 500 cuts in them. That's what they're doing. And it's an easy way to get through it and kind of um, just, it's stressful. I, I, my wife used to create videos and I could see her almost tear up sometimes because she would make so many mistakes in a row and she would get so frustrated. Um, but it, it, it's challenging. Yeah, it's not easy to make videos for sure. Now, the way you're describing this, are, are most of your clients doing the videos uh, like at home in front of a computer, like we're doing a Zoom right now, and then you're on the other end uh, doing the editing and production for them? They're not in a studio physically with you, right? No, yeah, they record it all on their own. Um, that's one of the challenges that we face is, you know, so many clients will cancel and just say, hey, I didn't record any videos. You know, it's $1,000. I'm not going to spend it next month. Um, so that's, that's definitely a challenge, but you know, the thing about YouTube is that you don't just go and make five videos and then you call it quits, right? It's a long-term game and most people get on a cadence, right? A release schedule. So if you're serious about it, then yeah, you need to make sure you're recording your eight videos a month. Um, I also recommend batch recording, right? Like sit down and do two or three, you know, start off with one. Once you get nailed that, then the next time you do it, try to do two. And if you do that, and the next time you do it, try to do three. And, um, you know, a lot of people get just do like a whole filming day, like once once a week or once a month, they'll just spend the whole day filming. And, you know, I think that's a good way to do it. Sounds good. Uh, hey, Augie, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be back in 30 seconds with more from Augie Johnston. Don't go anywhere. 
This episode of Winning on Main Street is brought to you by Thrive, the small business management platform that you and your customers will love. No matter where you are, Thrive helps you run your business, keep organized, and get paid faster, all from one login and dashboard. Thrive makes it easy for customers to find you online, instantly interact, and stay engaged. And with free unlimited support 24-7, there really is no comparison. Go to thrive.com slash pod for a quick demo to see everything Thrive can do. We're back with Augie Johnson of VidChops telling us everything about making videos and how to get up on YouTube and all what's uh, required these days to promote your business with video. Uh, we haven't said the word TikTok yet, uh, but I just said it. Uh, so we've been talking about YouTube. Are you also helping people, you know, get on TikTok and, and maybe other social media? Everybody seems to be talking about TikTok these days. Yeah. So short form content, right? The vertical nine by 16 content's huge. And um, if you're not using it, you definitely should be. Uh, TikTok, Instagram Reels, Facebook Reels, and YouTube Shorts. That's where you want to be posting these vertical videos. So we do offer what we call repurposing. So um, we offer two free repurposed videos off every long form video. So you might get a YouTube video back. You might mark it as done, approved, and then we'll move it on to create two vertical videos repurposed. Now, in my opinion, the best strategy is to repurpose your videos because why not? The, the content's already there. And then also to record originals because it's kind of hard. Like what? it's the same thing, right? You want a high average view duration on your TikToks. Right. You want to create a video that people not only watch all the way through, but they might watch it multiple times. So um, I've seen videos get a watch time of 125 percent, You're like 125 percent. That's because people watched it more than once. Hmm. Um, so you'll notice people do, using little tricks um, on their vertical videos where you can't tell where the ending is, you know, and at the very end, they'll, they'll end the video with the word because. And then it goes back to the beginning and they keep you watching. So that's just a, I've never tried that, but it's a funny little trick. But um, yeah, I mean, I think posting on TikTok uh, is important. Posting on all those different platforms I have mentioned is important, but I will mention that it's not really the same traffic, right? It's not as high quality of traffic. People really aren't clicking on links from, there really aren't anywhere to click on a link in any of those kind of short form, uh, unless they go to your, to your bio. Um, I've seen a lot of people to try to drive leads through short form, say at the end of their videos. And hey, if you want more information about how to grow on YouTube, comment, I want to grow, right? Then you get people commenting and then you can DM them uh, information and talk about your services. Um, but yeah, I definitely think that short form content can kind of be the gateway to your long form content. And on YouTube, you can link a short form video to a long form video. And that's the, the feature that YouTube has um, to drive views. And, and they're just not as valuable of views. Swipe views are never as valuable, right? On Facebook, people are swipe, 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 swipe. On YouTube, it's click and it's full screen and you're watching a YouTube video. So um, even, yeah, even YouTube shorts are just, are just swiping. But um, yeah, if you can drive them to your long form or drive that traffic to your, to your business, to your website, then I think, you know, you might as well. And if you're and if you're a business, you recommend all of those uh, having your short form seen on all those platforms you recommended: uh, TikTok, uh, Instagram Reels, Facebook. Um, because I think of those audiences maybe as not as serious or not as maybe business oriented, whereas YouTube, 
you know, you do have everything from sort of the funny dance video all the way to like real serious business videos. So is that just my impression that the audiences are maybe a little bit different? Yeah, I would say that is your impression. I had that impression too. I remember even specifically someone in a Facebook group writing about how great TikTok was and I shot them down in the comments and said, ah, it's nothing, it's just for kids. That was like three years ago and I look back at that comment now and I'm like, I was wrong because yeah. I mean, maybe back then it was more so like that. And I think that's the impression that everyone got. But at this point, that's not true. All businesses are on there. Um, people are advertising. You, there's an ad platform and everything. Now, the question, though, that you asked, like, should you be posting on TikTok and Instagram Reels and all these other places? That's up to you. Like, I I still think that it's really hard to drive business off those platforms. It just yeah. depends on what kind of business you have. If it's high enough ticket, then it's worth it for you to, say, leave a comment. Someone leaves a comment and then you start DMing them. But if you're selling a $7 product or a $10 product, you're right. not going to dm people that comment and and try to do that you know so um but it's the virality of those platforms that's so intriguing right like these short form videos you're going to get hundreds of views right off the bat you know you can have 100 followers and get 30,000 views on a reel on instagram or on tiktok so that's where it's kind of like oh it's hard to say you need to track are people actually converting into customers on those platforms um but in my opinion, I think it's if you're going to create vertical video, you should probably post it on those platforms because you're just you're leaving out a whole audience. Right. And sometimes a video can do poorly on TikTok and do great on Instagram reels or vice versa. So it might be 100 views over here and then 30,000 views over here. So it just makes sense to post them on both. Um, but I will agree because I know what you're thinking is a lot of work. <laughs> yeah. So, Augie, we just have a few minutes left. This has been a really interesting conversation. I'm wondering for people who are listening who would like to get into this game uh, and think that maybe they want to work with you, um, how should they get in touch with you? What, 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 what are the steps for somebody to get involved? Yeah, so if you're thinking about starting on YouTube and you've never made a video or anything, first, I would just, before you even look me up or any of that stuff, just start learning the game. Because there's a lot to it as far as you have to know videography, graphic design, uh, SEO, uh, you know, marketing. You need There's a lot you need to know. Lighting, audio, uh, camera presence, scripting, hooking. You know, there's a lot, lot to it. So um, how would you yeah. recommend somebody learn that, that you just rattled off a lot of areas of expertise? Uh, is there a place or a book or an online course or wh where should people go? Uh, yeah. So you already know the answer. It's YouTube. You can go there. It's all free. Yeah. And if you like help with, uh, if you need help with your video editing, then that's us at vidchops.com. Okay. Vidchops.com. And what's next for you, Augie? Is the plan just to keep growing the business? That's your next, uh, couple of years ahead of you at least. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, we're not super, super big or anything like that. I mean, I'm just doing my best to learn and continue to apply what I learn, I guess, is what I'm trying to do. Uh, so yeah, I'm focused on VidChops and uh, and a little bit of software. Well, this has been a great conversation. Really interesting to hear about your journey from uh, uh, basketball through VidChops. Uh, it sounds like it's been a pretty exciting ride. And I really want to thank you for coming on the show. And I hope some of our listeners get in touch with you. Yeah, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. 
And uh, I want to thank our producer, Tim Alima, and coordinators, Diet Barnett and Daniel Huddleston. And if you enjoyed this podcast, please tell your colleagues, friends, and family to subscribe, and please leave us a five-star review. We'd really appreciate it. It helps us in the rankings. Small business runs better on Thrive. Get a free demo at thrive.com slash pod, and check out our new free product command center at thrive.com. Until next week, make it a great week. Oh, 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 o